The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Friday afternoons by Rich Rebar. We're, we're going to pick some games. We're going to shoot some shit. We're going to figure out if there's any uh, any way to play DFS this weekend. Uh, yeah, man. How are we, how we doing? How are we living? It's it's good, man. You know, we were just talking about before the show how neither of us watched last night's game. So, uh, you know, we both were winners. I think we already won a game this week. Yeah, life is simply too short to watch Marcus Mariota versus PJ Walker in a monsoon. I did not, see not the clip doing of uh, Mariota throwing that throw from his back. Uh, he threw a pass from his back, I guess, last night, like out of a sack, but was ruled down. It was pretty, pretty special. Yeah. Mar- Mariota. I mean, what are we going to get Ritter? Is it happening? Is, I mean, is... it has to happen eventually, but they're still fighting for that playoff spot. So I don't think it'll happen until they're. Like and until they're dead, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I suppose, I suppose that makes, um, I suppose that makes a little bit of sense. All right, that's dude. The only reason I think that's hanging around is that you know these teams that that we don't see the rookie quarterbacks is because they're still have, usually typically have something to play for. Yeah, and uh, un- unfortunately, we are uh, we're we're not we're not going to see we're not going to see Malik Willis because the Titans are like drawing live for the one seed in the AFC right now. Right. It's it's insane. And plus, they uh, apparently don't want Malik Willis to ever throw a pass. So no, no. that was outside. And they should outright won that game against Chiefs, man. Absolutely egregious second half play calling and, and trust in your team by the Titans and last week. Find find someone you love, like Andy Reid loves giving Isaiah Pacheco the ball in the first half to put himself in a hole. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco. I feel very comfortable saying that dude. That dude ain't it. I mean, dude, at this point, like, why not just see what Ron John can do? I, I tweeted that and people were like, dude, you're just bag defending. I'm like, how could Ronald Jones be worse than Isaiah Pacheco? Yeah, I mean, the one good thing, though, is that the last month, because the Chiefs haven't been able to run the ball for a month, yeah, uh, is that Mahomes is going nuclear. So I guess we would rather have Mahomes go nuclear than like Ron John, like incrementally better than the guys toting the football right now. Yes. Yes, that is correct. That is that is absolutely correct. All right, Mahomes, let's do it. Mahomes is going. He's been absolutely insane. And MVP. More and more people are saying all the time. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is is uh, is the MVP. Definitely getting a huge boost with uh, Josh Allen. Probably not playing. This Mahomes week. leading the league in passing while Tyree Kill leads the NFL in receiving while both are playing without each other was not a storyline I anticipated. And and the Kansas City Chiefs pick up a first round pick uh, for for their troubles. You know, getting getting the one seed in a rebuilding year. That is uh, that is the optionality that Mr. Mahomes gives you. Um, all right, what's your what's your number five, sir? Oh man, I'm just gonna start out in the darkness. I'm gonna take the Packers. Fucking uh, hell, dude! I did not. I thought I thought when you meant the darkness, I thought you'd mean like taking like Minnesota or Seattle or, as a small dog. I didn't think you were gonna lead with the freaking <laughs> Packers, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean. I want. I meant to look this up before we recorded this, but I was playing God of War. I got sidetracked. Uh, I, is this the largest 
spread for Aaron Rodgers as a starter at Lambeau. I, it, it has to be. There's there's there. no way he's ever been more than a three-point dog at Lambeau at any point for any reason. I mean, really, it's just a principle of I'm going to take this on the look-ahead line. I'm going to take this on the fact that everybody is completely out at this point on them. Uh, and then I'm going to take this for the referee impact. Uh, the referee for this game, Brad Allen, uh, home dogs under Brad Allen in his career, 66% against the spread. So I'm going to combine all those things and I'm just going to plug my nose. I don't really have any game analysis on this. There's no, there's nothing I can defend this pick with uh, based on Packers football. I'm just going to take the points and, and walk away. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Certainly I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I'm not taking, I'm not taking the Cowboys here. Um, and, and I, I don't know, I guess maybe, uh, if, if Christian Watson plays this week, I guess you feel a little bit better about that. I mean, that, that means that, um, you know, Sammy Watkins is not as prominently involved. I mean, God bless him. You know, he's doing his best. The, the dude is playing at like 240 pounds conservatively, like maybe, maybe more than that. It's, it's a real, it's a real problem. Um, and I mean, look, you know, uh, uh, Zeke is back this week. So, you know, the, the Cowboys offense is going to be a little bit less efficient. There won't be, <laughs> Uh, uh, 50 yard touchdowns coming out of nowhere. So I, I suppose that's good, but not, not a, I mean, I just, the, the, he just threw three interceptions against the Detroit lions. Like no, 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 no. The red zone. So bad, dude. So, so bad. I mean, the, 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 the interception he threw uh, when targeting David Bakhtiari is yeah. the worst interception I've ever seen. Like I mean, it just the Rogers uh, body language and listen, we have taken a lot of joy in, in, in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this fails. has been fun. <laughs> but man, he, he is real down bad. He is down the baddest. Yes. Yes, he is. All right. <laughs> My number five, speaking of being down bad, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers plus seven against the San Francisco 49ers. Much like you, I don't even really. It's not like I like Kyle pick it one picking against Kyle Shanahan has just been beating me over the noggin all year. He's been he's been really good. The Chargers are an embarrassment of a franchise. Um, you know, Keenan Allen still probably not playing this week. It's going to be Justin Herbert throwing to Michael Bandy and and a, and a bunch of jamokes. But I mean, it just feels I guess I guess my my primary logic for this is it feels that despite how poor the on-field product for the Chargers have been that a quarterback as talented as Justin Herbert probably shouldn't be a seven point dog all that often. Um, and also, you know, I haven't given up on our, our former analytic hero, Brandon Staley quite yet. I mean, I'm starting to waver, but I, I still feel like he's got a couple tricks up his sleeve, especially because Shanahan is, is such the reverse where he is not maximizing the, the expected point stuff as much as you should, but much, much like your number five, my number five is also just fills me with, with dread. I had the 49ers as my three and I don't feel great about it because I'm not even going to talk. I'm literally not even going to talk you off of it. The chargers fucking stink. This is I a mean, low conviction play. It is for me as well. The other way though, too, because I hate laying this many points at Shanahan uh, always, but the 49ers are four wins have all come by double digits. They have all their wins are double digit wins. I do kind of expect them to win this game. I will say this. I'd rather just tease this opportunity to talk about, Justin Herbert and how actually low key of a good season he's having. Okay. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this on our podcast with Dan Pazuda. The, the dude over the past month, when everyone's been dying, he's 11th in EPA for dropback. 
throwing to Michael Bandy, uh, Austin Eckler every play. He hasn't played one full game with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field. Uh, his left tackles out for the season. Um, I don't think anyone like is giving him credit for actually playing well because the stats are so bad. But like he's actually the only reason this team is five and three. And, like the only, the only reason, the only reason it's five and three right now. Correct. Um, yes. It, and I, I feel like people are dunking on him and actually think he's like a bad player. He's he's actually been playing good. Imagine if any other quarterback, like how many quarterbacks could you swap Justin Herbert out right now in the construct of the 2022 Los Angeles Chargers, and they are they are five and three right now. There's like Mah- Mahomes like and Allen. There's like Mahomes four and guys. Allen. Yeah. I don't even think Hertz. I, I think Hertz would be doing worse. Yeah. I mean, it is absolutely insane the predicament that, that Justin Herbert's been put in. And like people are treating him like he sucks. Like it's, it's, it's pretty wild, man. Uh, so maybe, like you said, uh, just taking the seven points with a player that actually is really good, you just take that. Uh, I'm looking at the 49ers as like being like a almost like a Death Star team in the second half, though. Like, with all these guys, man. And we got a little taste of it with McCaffrey right before the bye, but man, it just looks so good on paper. So I don't know. I don't feel great about it though, because the next team, my four, which I'll get into is the Jaguars. And it's literally a principal play. And it goes, I I would, the Jaguars, the Jaguars would like be my two. If, if I was um, being like a level-headed person, (laughs) Uh, like one, the chiefs have been, for, for a long tenure of Mahomes' reign, they've actually been a horrible team at covering these huge spreads for the yeah. exact reason that you would imagine. They have to bleed their own blood in, in some of these games. I mean, remember that stretch where they were 0-8 against the spread, but mm-hmm. they won every single game? Like, they were, like, dicking around with the Matt Ryan Falcons at home. I mean, they're letting the Titans hang around. Like, they, I mean, this team lost to the Colts this year. Obviously, everything is going to end up being fine, and the Chiefs are great. But I mean, the Jaguars are covering this fucking spread. They just are. Yeah, I actually think the over in this game is a lot better of a play. But the, you know, we don't do that on this show. But the Jaguars have actually on the road. Every, all their road games have gone over. The Chiefs haven't covered at home yet this year. Uh, dogs of seven or more in the NFL this season are twenty and nine. We've talked about it on the show like every week, right? Like when we're talking about laying the, the, the large points, they're now twenty and nine against the spread after last week. Uh, nine outright winners and a tie out of those games too. So like a third of these teams are outright just winning these games this year in the NFL. Like it should any team be giving more than seven in the NFL this year? Like that's the real question. Um, I don't expect the Jaguars to win this game, but uh, I'll just, but it's just principal play of taking the nine and a half and hoping it holds. Yeah. I, I really, I really, um, I really have no issue with that. All right. Uh, my number four is, uh, it's it's really gross. I don't I don't know if you're ready for this, but it is the Seattle Seahawks plus two in the Germany game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, one, I think the Seahawks cannot right win this game. Two, I oh, think yeah. that the Buccaneers coaching staff is going to take the exact wrong lesson from what happened last week, which is uh, what happened when they got the ball back under two minutes left, no run plays, Brady three step drops, five step drops out of the shotgun, get it out quick passing, march right down the field, get the touchdown. What are they going to do here against the Seahawks? First down run, second down run, third and seven to Chris Godwin's ankles. And it's just, just, I, I mean, like I, in, in some respect, I get the football guy thing, right? So, you know, um, Bowles is talking to the media and he's like, you know, you can't do, you can't do, you can't, you can't run play action unless you're running the ball, yada, yada. 
But what I don't get is when these coaches so very clearly see the other style of play working and then continue to revert back to the thing they know is not working. Right. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It's the most frustrating thing. And like the buck, cause the Buccaneers have a, like it, everyone with eyeballs just understands like what running back they have in the backfield. Isn't the problem. It's the problem that they're, they just can't run the football at all. Uh, and they should never run the football basically. Um, but really, I mean, I, I wanted to pick this game and I just couldn't, I think I'm just going to stay away and, and watch. I'm excited to watch this game. Um, for one, the one side is the buck side. Like right now, like nobody can just get open on the Buccaneers. Like you've got Mike Evans, but like Chris Godwin clearly isn't hundred percent. Chris Godwin, his depth of target is like four yards downfield. His yards after the catch are a career low. And I guess that should kind of be expected coming off of injury, but Russell Gage hasn't played because he's been hurt all year. Uh, Julio Jones has been basically out of the lineup. So like the Bucks, like all this insurance they tried to build, like they don't have anybody getting open. They don't have any guy. Like they're out here throwing passes in crunch time to Scotty Miller and Kate and, and Rashad Perriman. Uh, they don't really have the guys to get open. So I don't really see like how they can score a lot of points. And then Seattle, I just, I want to use this as a litmus test game for the defense, the offense versus defense side, because when you go and look at Seattle's outcomes this year, now we have, we can look back at a lot of teams for half a season. We kind of know what teams are. Seattle's only played two good defenses so far the entire season, and they weren't good in either of those games, uh, Denver and San Francisco. So which, I, which shouldn't be surprising. Right. So I do want to kind of see like if, if Seattle's one of these teams that's like, good enough to like beat all of the bad and like middle ground teams, or can they actually like punch up with a good defense? Uh, but the Bucs, I don't think are going to score a lot of points either. So it's not like it's a, a situation where like, I think it's going to be close, man. It's going to be a close game. So I don't mind taking the points at all. What I believe is going to be a close game, but I definitely am excited to watch this game, except for the timing of this game because it's a dumbass kind of game. We got to wake up and watch it early morning. But the dude, did the, the the funniest, the funniest outcome. Uh, I, I I assume that this got resolved, but I I did notice last week. I, I saw this story. Kenneth Walker doesn't have a passport and and is playing a game in in Germany. I mean, I assume they somehow worked this out and got him there. I haven't seen any follow-up reporting. I assume he got like a temporary work visa or something to allow gotcha. him to get into the country. But I, I did, I did think, uh, I did think that was kind of funny. Like no it one, is, yeah. no one thought to get this process started for Mr. Walker, knowing we had a game in, uh, in Germany. Well, I, I just don't understand these games. Uh, like they're like, what's the what time is this kickoff in Germany? I assume noon ish. Like why why can't they like what what is preventing that game from just being like a locked in like like why why isn't it just like at like three in the afternoon in Germany or like four, like why isn't it like an well I bet because it they don't want to interfere with the soccer games going on okay. in the country there are like uh it, in 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 Europe there are actually like laws about like what can be on TV and what else can be going on while soccer games are going on. Like, uh, like in, in terms of like TV media, pro it's like a huge, I don't know. I, I, oh, this is totally me just being a, a total American first world problem person. Well, and I, I could be wrong about it in Germany, but I know that like in Europe, there are like some things that just can't be happening at the same time as soccer games. And like some things you can't show on TV when like a local soccer match is going on. Cause they, they want people going to the game. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting how, how linked those things are. So that's my four. Uh, Geno Smith over Tom Brady. Feeling 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 pretty good about that. Uh, yeah, I gave you my three. So rock, rock it again. 
Okay. Uh, the Miami football Dolphins minus three and a half points against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I mean, man, I got the opposite side again in this one. I mean, okay. Look, give me, give me your, give me your pitch. Give me your no, pitch. You, you got to lay out your pitch. So, so, so my pitch is that it, it seems as if the evidence would suggest the Dolphins defense isn't very good, but I need to see evidence that teams can limit the Dolphins to not scoring 30 points and then also get to that 28, 30 point barrier themselves. And outside of Nick Chubb, just going nuts. I don't really like, you know, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is like fine, but he's like, is Jacoby Brissett at the baseline of like fields was last week? I mean, I guess, I guess goof put up a decent game against them. So maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'm just arguing myself in, in circles here, but it's really just like, Oh, Tyreek scores in the first quarter, turns the ball over, uh, you know, Miami field goal, they're down 10 zero. Like what do I imagine happening for the rest of that game? And I imagine a lot of uh, prayer yards for Donovan Peoples Jones, and not a ton of points being scored. But I'm I'm open to the counter. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I bet the Dolphins the past two weeks, and they pushed and they pushed and didn't cover. They're they're not a good covering team against You're, the that's Lions fair. and Bears. <laughs> uh, I definitely believe the Browns are both better than both those teams. The Browns also can score. I mean, they've scored 26 or more points in five of their eight games so far this season, so they can score. Uh, I think structurally that they have a team that's good, that should be good against the Dolphins too, like where they run the football uh, on the edges in the perimeter. And then the fact that Miami plays so much man coverage, uh, we'll see if that awakens road Amari, uh, the weird road splits for Amari Cooper. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm basically just going to say this game should be three or less. So getting it over three feels like fine, because like I said, I just laid, four with the Dolphins against the Lions and they pushed and I just laid three and a half with the Dolphins against the Bears and they didn't cover so basically if I'm I think the Browns are just a better team and if I'm getting more than a field goal and what those teams got then I'm just going to take it I will say though I am worried about this weird road the road game not for Amari splits but like the Dolphins like this home field advantage the Dolphins have is kind of real and I can't even believe they're allowed to do it. It feels like an unfair advantage. I'm sure you've seen it, like the pictures, like how the visiting team is just like in the sun and like everyone else is in the shade. Um, and it's kind of showed up on the field. Like their road splits are road splits versus home splits. Well, what was the, it was, I don't remember what team it was, but I, I saw like a semi-viral tweet of the temperatures on the sideline yes. and like the visiting sides temperature was like 20 degrees hotter than yeah. the dolphin sideline. Yeah. This should not be legal. That should be straight and, up banned. Yeah, that's not like a home field advantage. Like that's like a unfair, like, cr- cr- like that, they're, they're that, manipulating the environment. No, no dude. Even worse. That's like an OSHA complaint or whatever. That's like an unsafe work environment. Like you're like, you're going to work and being forced to be physically uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's only at these the, the the early starts too. Like this isn't a thing like later in the day, but like it, 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 we have another one of these early starts. It's it's crazy, and I'm surprised it's like allowed. Like just a, like it's allowed to happen because it's a complete unfair advantage. But look at the splits. Teams, road teams in Miami so far this season have scored on 22% of their drives. That's the second lowest rate in the NFL. And on the road, Miami's allowing teams to score on 49% of their drives, which is the second highest rate. 
uh, which is crazy. Someone's got to look into this deeper uh, and find out what's going on. But I don't feel great about it, about it either. But I just want the points, man. I'm I'm in this NFL phase where like I, you're just I you you've you've transitioned to full like boomer guy smoking cigarettes at the sports book <laughs> in Vegas who just every week he just takes three and a half point and six and a half point dogs and and wins fifty nine percent of his bets over the course of a year. It's I hate this, what they're turning into me. Like what it's turning me into this year, man. I'm gonna lay yeah. a bunch of points with my one now. Fair, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right. So that was that's my, my... two. So you're on your two. Okay. Um, my two. Oh, dude, this one. I, I, I. Uh, it's it's the Tennessee Titans. I mean, the Denver fucking Broncos stink <laughs> ass, dude. What are they? <laughs> they can't do anything. I mean, the the Tennessee Titans just made. Patrick Mahomes so uncomfortable for all four quarters. How uncomfortable is Russell Wilson going to be? And probably more importantly, in terms for handicapping the game, the Denver Broncos uh, pass defense has been really good, but run defense is not going to matter against Derrick Henry. It's either he, he just, he just does his thing and eventually wears you down. And uh, I think the Titans are actually going to get a, a pretty significant boost here with Traylon Burks coming off the IR these dudes have been getting nothing all season out of Robert so, Woods, Cody Hollister, Westbrook Akine. And if if Burks is back and his conditioning is fine, and maybe his conditioning will be shit, that was a huge concern with him this offseason. He's been on the IR. Hard to imagine him keeping his conditioning up uh, that strong. Uh, you know, but I mean, if they can just get anything from him, that is a, like Traylon Burks versus Cody Hollister. Pretty, pretty big upgrade. And I just want to. I just want to pick against Denver. Denver just they're so, they're just destitute, man. And they they pull out this miraculous victory overseas against the Jacksonville Jaguars, in which Lawrence and the offense was mostly fine, and then just completely cratered in the red zone, which has kind of been the story of the Jaguars season. But they super easily could have lost that game and and had the Nathaniel Hackett fired game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not betting on the Broncos at this point. Um, yeah, if you think if you were to look at one of the home dogs this week, that's one of the shorter home dogs. This is one of the better lines. Both these teams just suck, and I don't want to bet on it this game. Uh, the Titans actually don't suck record-wise because Rabel's doing the – they're doing the thing again. This is what they do. Uh, but, yeah, we've got the two highest teams, the highest-rate teams of punts per drive in this game. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just a miserable football experience this is going to be if you're going to watch this, right? Like – how much do you hate, like, how much do you, like, have to be, like, a staunch football fan if you're not a fan of one of these two teams to, like, tune into this game? Absolutely, like, absolutely miserable. Like, absolutely gross. Uh, because I can actually see where people would make the argument of, like, wanting to watch Colts Raiders because could it be a train wreck? Like, will the Raiders fuck? Yeah, I mean, that that game <laughs> at least has, like, some some wild storylines going for it. Like, I, I get that. But this Broncos – titans game like they're they're legitimately might not be off the touchdown in that game i don't know like it's like I, i'm not gonna watch a play of that game i'll watch the condensed version maybe if like i see like something interesting might have happened but yeah. holy moly that game looks terrible on paper yep all right so our our number one our number one is for sure not going to be the same what is uh what is yours i'm gonna do the giants man um, i do yeah i mean i got i got i got zero issues with this Especially because it's been bet down. I think you're getting the best of the number now. It, it seems like down to five and a half. There's just 
if there's a team that I have faith that the Giants can cover against, it's the Houston Texans fan. And it's not like it's not like two weeks ago where like against the Eagles, so you're just like getting such a huge number, you'll take sure. a principle. Like, I mean, we're getting Davis Mills uh, throwing passes to Nico Collins coming off of, you know, being a two-week injury. Brandon Cooks doesn't want to be there. Uh, it's just not a very good offense on any level outside of handing the football to Damian Pierce right now. And the Giants are actually coaching in this optimal fashion. So I'm just going to take the Giants. Um, it's the, This is what the week is, right? Like this week, like look at these teams we're picking. Look at it's, what we're it's, picking. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, I, I, I guess that when the Bills don't have Josh Allen available and, and what are the Eagles, the Eagles on, on Sunday night, or are they, are they they're Monday night, but they're yeah, not they're, a huge favorite, right? Like it's, it's yeah, 11 uh, right now. 11, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess this is what the NFL wants. They want, they want to have all these divisions up, up in arms. They want to have the, the any given Sunday vibe, but yeah, I mean, it's. And I'm not betting on Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I guess I could no. bet against him, but I'm not going to do it with John Walford. Uh, Horrible. I mean, I don't know, man. What's your one? What are you, th- what's the other, what's the other Chicago game? Bears, Chicago Bears. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at what it's done to us. Absolute, <laughs> absolute is. fucking disrespect. Not giving, not giving Justin Fields the hook at home against Jared Goff. I mean, do you see him, bro? Do you see this guy? I, I mean, here's the thing. Does he still have some of these mechanical flaws? Yeah, is he four and a half yards for pass attempts last week. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't care. This dude, <laughs> this dude is making plays. He's fun. It's the it's best like, four and a half yard pass attempt game I've ever seen. Absolutely. Now. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and I, I, let me, let me just say this, uh, me personally, uh, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I am not buying the resurgent Detroit Lions defense because they found a way to, uh, to own, you know, a, a dead, a dead Aaron Rodgers. I just don't, no, I just don't really came care. in the red zone, man. Like they got, they got drive driven on to the one yard line to all those drives, right? Like the defense was bad still. Yeah. And, and, uh, had Rodgers been, uh, you know, any good, um, you know, had Rodgers just not sucked and, or even, even uh, outside of Rodgers sucking, if Rodgers had had good pass catchers available, then I could have seen things working out in a, in a much different direction. So yeah, I got, and, and um, it feels like the market has maybe not adjusted enough on the lions, not having any good players on offense. Like that feels problematic. If, if the whole thesis was Jared Goff as a distributor and TJ Hawkinson got traded and replaced by Brock Wright, James Wilson, or James Mitchell, and and Shane Zilstra. DeAndre Swift is playing 10 snaps a game. DJ Shark is on the IR, and St. Brown is not being used vertically at all. He's You you actually made this point that I've been repeating on shows all week, which is a modern St. Brown is just fancy Keenan Allen. Um, yeah, like the, the whole thesis behind Goff as a distributor can't be used right now because he's distributing it to – Jamal Williams and Cleve Raymond and Craig Reynolds. That got some pushback when I tweeted it too. But uh, yeah, last week the Lions on 6.2 yards per play, which was the third most in the league last week. They just, like the Packers just fell apart in, at the goal line. Like the Lions didn't do anything in that game, like besides make those plays. I guess I don't want to say they didn't do anything, but like they, it's not like the defense rallied, like, like, they, like had this like game that like they were stopping the opponent. Like they just made timely plays, had timely turnovers that, that swung the game in their direction. So yeah, I'm for both these defenses suck. What's kind of cool about the bears now is like 
them scoring is their defense is so bad that like now they're playing in high scoring games. It's kind of cool. Like, like that. We didn't, I didn't see that coming, you know, early in the season. I mean, they've got what 29, 32, uh, 29 points scored the, the past three games and their defense keeps giving it up. So we love it, man. Love it. They're, they're going to start playing shootouts. Uh, it's going to give some of these guys some viability, you know, let Mooney will have some opportunity to be like at least a boomer boss wide receiver three now instead of a dude who just couldn't play because he was getting four targets. Um, yeah. So I'm for the fun bears. I'm for the bears being fun. Yeah. I, right. That's what, and that's really what it is. It's like, they're at home. I have much more faith in fields, you know, putting points up on the board than I do on Goff. The defense is terrible, but I don't even really have the faith in the lines and punishing bad defenses right now, you know, because they, I mean, I guess maybe I could eat this if if Swift ends up back in a 70-30 with Williams and he's averaging like nine yards per touch, but it, it seems like that's not the direction they're heading right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that it's like he's not a dude we're just like snake bit on forever. That's like where I'm at. Cause like this year feels like it's there's just no way we're going to get out of it, but I guess the season's long enough we could have some, some bounce back, but it really feels like the Lions just don't want to like extend him right now and like give him a lot of work. And I just hope that that's not going to be the case like for his career there. I, we, we want that dude to be, we want him to like flirt with getting like the workload, like Travis Etienne's getting right now. Right. Like, yes. Do, like, where are my 25 touch DeAndre Swift games? Like, those are what I want. They, they uh, don't exist. They don't exist right now. Yeah, I hope that they will exist. I'm, I, I don't feel like they're going to exist the rest of this year, especially because with Jamal Williams and how well he's played. Um, yeah. I just hope it's not like something big picture that is a thing for DeAndre Swift. Yeah. He's good, man. You look at it this year, like he's insane. Like the other, the, the he's other insane. game, he had five touches and still had fifty yards, and you're like, yeah, this dude's still so good. Give him, I want to give him the football more. Yeah, yeah. You're get these uh, Reynolds snaps out here, though. DFS this week. I mean, what can Ooh. you do other than play Fields, Tua, and and Mahomes? Like every, I, I, I will say. I'm, you know, I mean, you know me, you know, I love to go for a good narrative case Keenum at 5,000 on DraftKings against Minnesota with digs on his team. I I'm not going to lie. It is pulling at me a little bit. Well, single digit ownership digs is pulling at me like for sure. Because like case Keenum, like one, he's already played a good season with case Keenum already where he averaged 17 yards per catch uh, Two, none of the bills guys are good anymore. It looks like. So like they just have to keep jamming targets to Stephon Diggs. And like, will the upside maybe potentially be limited without Josh Allen? But man, like he's probably going to get a 30% team target share or, or more in this game against the Vikings. The Vikings don't have a good defense. So like, man, single percent ownership dig still looks pretty good, man. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, it does. I mean, and then also the running back situation is all messed up too. There are like four guys who project well, Barkley, Henry, Damian Pierce, Alvin Kamara, and, and to some extent, Jacobs as well. I mean, this slate, it, the, the thing with this slate in particular is that just there's, there's no value, man, right now. Like, we've been having these, like, we've, the last five or six weeks in DFS, we've had a really great run of either a really cheap running back or these uh, secondary running backs that, like, just haven't been priced up yet, right? That, like, we've been waiting. Like, we rode Brees Hall for a while. We were riding Kenneth Walker for a while. We were riding Travis Etienne for a while. <laughs> and, like, none, that doesn't exist this week. Like, the best, like, value guy in, like, that range, like, in, especially on DraftKings, is, like, David Montgomery. And, like, how happy are you to play David Montgomery ever in DFS? Like, I mean, he, he, has, <laughs> been, he has been getting – legit bench in game for Herbert and then Herbert ends up getting benched too. he well 
he was on pace to have like a pretty good game last week. And then Khalil Herbert got benched for messing up on special teams against, uh, against the dolphins, but they, they've been giving Herbert like a lot of work. It's just that area though, of running back on both sites this week is really hard. It's really hard. I mean, we don't have a lot of value plays, even at wide receiver. There are at least some wide receivers, you know, we can go and pay down for, but we've been having some real cheap running backs and some mid-tier running backs that we've just been like auto playing like for weeks. And that, that kind of dried up this week. Uh, Damian Pierce is pretty still like underpriced on DraftKings. Uh, if you can get there and jam him in like at 63, but yeah, it's just been uh where's the value this week, man. Like people are excited. Like Mac Collins is like opened up again. Like, okay. Not, not, not for me, Clive. <laughs> I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones is, like, popping as, like, a... Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be, like, legit chalk this weekend, which, obviously, I have no interest in. Yeah, I, like, I think out of those three guys that are the same price, I think Marvin Jones is a legit better play than both of them. But, you know, it's there's just not a lot of value on the board this week. Uh, it's very sticky in pricing, and we have a reduction of games because we have uh, we have a Germany game off the main slate. So we're and we have four teams on by. So it's another it's a ten game main slate with not a lot of value. So it is very tight this week. Uh, I wrote up my rankings and value piece, and it's just like this. This is probably the tightest week we've had all season. Yes. Yeah. Which is not not that fun. I mean, it's it's it's. Like, obviously, you don't want it where it's too loose and yeah. it's, you know, FanDuel-esque. All, all the FanDuel has been a good, doing a good yeah, job. Look what, they of, did. look what they did with Fields. Yeah, yeah. And what is he, 8,500 on? He's 80, 83. He's 83, 83 and Mahomes is 85. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's legit. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate that either. And FanDuel has, they lax their salaries in other ways, like Devin Singletary's 5,600 and the tight ends are so much cheaper than every other position. So there are they ways do a to do good it. job with it of pricing down the PPR guys, right? Like the dudes, like yeah, like Curtis Samuel's never been expensive on FanDuel this year, and they're like, you can play him; he looks like a value, but like you'll still need a touchdown. And yes. you know, like you're not going to backdoor us with just getting catches. Uh, Rondell, uh, Rondell, and Rondell's been way. the same way. Where yeah. like he, because Rondell has been underpriced on DraftKings for like a month. Like he's yes. been, even now, I think he only got to 52 this week, which still I think gives you room to squeeze because that whole role in that offense this year, that Cardinals offense has been valuable, whether it's in Rondale Moore or Greg Dorch, like the dude that's been playing the slot snaps has been, if you just look every week, whoever plays the most slot snaps in the offense has had really good games. Yeah. That guy's so, been, that guy's been smashing. And so, yeah, I mean, he, I think even at 52 Rondell's a good play on DraftKings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. It's interesting, though, how the pricing has gone this year on both sites. But uh, this week in general on both sites, it doesn't matter because it's just tight. It's just tight on both on both both sides. Well, kind of what's I, I think kind of what's interesting this week is that the you know, the stack that everyone has been going to the the two doubles is like impossible. Like it, I tried like to you, build one on air with Hulka yesterday and it is hard. Yeah, you you literally you literally cannot do it, which um which I if you I want a good Browns player, like the, you can do it if you like take a shot of like a GPP like onslaught if you're like trying to do like Kareem Hunt, right? Like trying to run into like a Kareem Hunt game. Yeah. But, like you can't, it's hard to do with Amari and it's hard, it's like impossible to do a job. Um the stack yeah. I keep going to that I think fits this week is the the Lawrence, Lawrence, Kirk, Kelsey kind of build. Cause I feel like Kelsey just like people aren't going to be able to find salary at tight end. And like, 
there's not a lot of salary. So it's like, you'll just punt it. You'll play, you'll pay down. Like at one, if you're going to pay down a spot, you're people are more willing to have it be tight end. So maybe we're going to get a good Kelsey week because there's no Andrews on the slate. Um, he's and Kelsey's been so good this year. Maybe we just get an but, awesome. But he's spot. so, he's so hard to fit. Like yes. I do wonder, I do wonder if he ends up, you know, potentially not being as popular as, you know, his, his production would suggest because he's so hard to fit. Cause so much of what you're doing in your lineups is playing cheap tight ends, you know, playing, yep. playing uh $2,500 tight ends or whatever. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel like he's not going to be a real popular play. I bet he's, he, if he gets over 10%, I bet it's barely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that, I think that probably seems right. He's so I, hard I'm, to fit in like, into other stacks too if you go cheap but like that particular game stack you can make it work because obviously Lawrence is so cheap and Christian Kirk's another guy on DraftKings that's been really underpriced um you can do like Kirk uh, Kirk Lawrence Kelsey and still have some fun money to play with you can't get like Saquon like you can't get the Saquon with it but you can still play at least quality players uh around that build yeah. I mean, that's probably going to be, that's probably going to be what I'm going to try and do. I mean, I will, uh, I will be one of the, the, the people, you know, trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, get, get, get even on McCall Hardman this week at, at 4,500. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would maybe like, uh, semi, semi interested in, um, uh, Tony as well. If he ends He's up the not second playing. most expensive, uh, chief. Yeah, yeah, isn't he's that isn't that Hardman insane? More than he's more than Hardman, he's more than um, Mar- yeah. MBS, who's been just cheap all year because he basically isn't doing anything. But, yeah, six um, sixty sixty one routes, uh, zero targets. I think is it? Yeah, a real tough scenes. Yeah, the team had seventy dropbacks, and the dude had one target. <laughs> you don't you don't love to see that from from mr scaling uh all right let's uh let's get out of here tell the people what they can find over on sharp football this week yeah so cranking crank on the worksheet a lot of in-depth stuff over there we did obviously for the end of the season because we know everyone's like it just uh, either for you're either good in season long or you're just focusing on dfs now we've opened up like weekly packages uh, so you can do weekly stuff now on the site in the first week you can do just a dollar if you want this week so you can check that out over at sharp football there we go all right everyone thank you for listening make sure you check out sharp football make sure you, you are following lord reeves on twitter and uh, we'll be back next week